Listen up. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the podcast participants and not to any participants, employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. You know, for fun. So lighten up and enjoy. Stomping Jen. Sawtooth Frank. How are you today? I'm great. Yeah? Yeah. I'm looking forward to talking to you. Me? Yeah, and our guest. Uh Uh-huh. Our guest is Lenny Underwood, who is a Western Mass entrepreneur. He is the founder of Upscale Socks and Underwood Photo. And I am interested in talking about socks because I had a sock incident today. Oh my God. I posted on Instagram um, the aftermath of a three and a half mile hike I did where my toe was bothering me a little bit as I was going along. Just a little bit. When I took my boot off, I noticed my sock was soaked in blood. Right? It's disgusting. Yeah. And I said to myself, (laughs) I said to myself, thank goodness for socks. Like seriously, like it's just disgusting. The sock saved me, and it got me thinking about the importance of socks and what socks mean to us. What a way to kick off this show! Yeah. Anyways, Bloody I just want I wanted to share the sock an- anecdote okay. with you. Okay. Great. Thanks for but anyways, sharing. We're gonna talk to Lenny about his his business, um, Upscale Socks. We're gonna talk about socks, designing socks, and. A bunch of other stuff, too. Sounds great. Okay. Let's get going. All right, let's get going. I need to figure out which button to push, and here it is. The Soft Serve Podcast. Creamy, delicious ideas without the creepy truck. Stomping Jen, I'm back to singing at you again. Much to your displeasure, by the way you're grimacing at me. I'm still trying to process the sock situation. Oh, yeah. I know. It's gruesome. It was a gruesome scenario. Um, Lenny, how are you doing today? Really good, Brad. I'm glad to be here with you and Jen. Yeah, thanks for thanks for being here. Um, before we get going, I just wanted to give you an opportunity just to tell us a little bit more about yourself. I gave the, the 20,000 foot overview, so just wanted to give you the, a chance to tell us anything more about yourself. Yeah, sure. So as you mentioned, born and raised or um, Western Mass native, um, currently residing in Springfield, graduated from Central High School, then went on to um, AIC for undergrad and grad school in public administration. Um, In undergrad, I I minored in business administration and earned a master's in public administration at the time. At 22, I thought I would go and work for a nonprofit as an executive of some sort, um, CEO or president. Um, 
but business kept growing in photography. So it's been, this will be year 18 and as a photographer, uh, 10 years full-time. And so I've been an entrepreneur all of my adult life and I'm enjoying the journey. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, that's a lot of business school. <laughs> Did you always want to get into business? Was that a goal from early on? Initially, it was a hobby, I would say, in high school and then maybe the first two years of college. So my family was telling me to get a real job whenever I would, you know, take photos on campus or various events in the community. Um, and at the time, MySpace was out. I wasn't on MySpace, but I my 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 source of finding clients was seeing flyers on campus or hearing radio announcements and calling organizations up and seeing if they needed photography. And oftentimes they would have me come just to test out my talent and to give me an opportunity. Um, but I, I didn't really have anyone to push me to that level to say, yeah, this is a business, take it serious, you know, do, file your taxes for your business, you know, do your own marketing. Um, I did have business cards at the time, but didn't really have that, um, that shift, if you will, to make it turning from a hobby to a business, but that business might've certainly helped me with, um, all the components that, um, initially, helped me to grow the photography business and then eventually doing um, start my sock line. I'm also a certified personal trainer. So that's something I I um, earned in 2009 just out of, I would say, interest for those that would ask me or stop me in the gym and say, hey, can you help me with that uh, form of exercising? Or, you know, I, I felt like since that was constant. I could turn that into another source of revenue as well. Has fitness always been a, a lifelong passion for you as well? I would say since high school as, yeah. as well, like photography, I ran track in mm -hmm. high school and then that continued on in college. And um, I, after grad school is when I got more serious into working out daily and, you know, going to the gym and, you know, watching my, my intake and, you know, and, the, and so that's been about 16 years um, going all in with 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 fitness and 13 years almost as a personal trainer. Yeah, I'm definitely going to ask you a little bit more about photography and uh, your um, personal training um, a little later in our conversation. I wanted to start by talking about upscale socks and I was I was reading through some of your materials on your website and I was fascinated to read this little story about how in 2014 you had a dream that led you to starting the sock business um, upscale socks in 2016 could you just tell us a little bit more about that dream yeah definitely so do you remember your dreams tonight Brad or Jen <laughs> I do. I oh would, yes, you I, you definitely remember your dreams. I uh, sometimes, if either if they're like super traumatic and scary, or they are interesting to me in some way. I woke up this morning and was telling you about the dreams I had. Do you remember I don't that? Even remember that you told me about it, your and dreams? It was it was it was funny, Lenny, and it may be because it was we were going to be talking today. It was about buying some buildings in Western oh, yeah. Massachusetts to start like a business or start a company of some kind. I don't even remember in the dream what that 
business was, but I do remember like going through this whole thing about buying buildings. So yeah, sometimes I do remember my dreams. Is that something that happens for you a lot or was this a really unique thing? It was. So I rarely remember dreams. I don't remember that the last time I remember the dream. <laughs> it, it must have been within the last month or two, but um, that was, that dream was very vivid. Woke up the next morning and told a friend about it. Um, and we both thought it was a great idea. Um, I Here I had never worked in retail before. Um, so it, it was something that would have taken or has taken quite a leap of faith and know-how and reaching out to people that has worked in those industries and could give me some insight on the whole gamut. Um, I eventually did go solo in, in the, the journey um, and it's been quite a ride. Um, what was the dream? Good. <laughs> what, what was the dream? Did you just dream that you oh, were going to have a sock yeah, shop? <laughs> yeah, the, the dream was that I owned a sock line. Oh, okay. And is That's that, so funny. Is that something you had thought about before? Like, was was fashion something you were interested in? Maybe as a as a business person, or like, I'm curious how this got into your subconscious. What do you think? Yeah, I've uh, I've always liked color and design um, personally, and I, I like fashion, but it was never really anything that I thought about pursuing. Um, it's just I enjoyed it on my own and possibly thought about being a personal shopper for, you know, individuals, but nothing to this magnitude. Um, so it was it caught me off guard. And as I mentioned, never worked in retail before. So the, the interest wasn't even there, <laughs> you know, even as a teenager or in college. But um, I just knew that since it was bugging me for so long, it for about a year until I actually took it more serious. And I pursued a program in Holyoke called Spark Holyoke, now called E4All, and where it gave me more insight and confidence on reaching out to individuals and saying, hey, Brad, when you're shopping for socks, what what designs are you looking for? What fabrics? Or do you find your socks first or you find an outfit to match the socks? So all that data is what's helped me to, you know, continue on in this process or at least initially. And then so much has happened since um, I launched in 2016. Now, was that program, do you come to them like with a germ of an idea and you're like, I have this idea and then they help you think through like all of those elements you might need to, to start the business. Is that how that works? Yeah. So you apply and you outline what you're currently doing or what you hope to do. And throughout that eight to 10 week journey that we're on with other classmates, we're going over all the components of starting a business, be it your finances, your, you know, finding a CPA. Um, if you need an investor or helping you pitch your business um, just to anyone, really, be it um, hedge um, to, to be investors or just to an audience of individuals. So um, that, that didn't necessarily give me the, the knowledge of finding a manufacturer or the knowledge of how to design socks, but it gave me homework assignments every week to additionally find out, you know, how I can find a, a manufacturer who may be fluent in Mandarin to help me find a manufacturer in, in China where I may not be able to communicate to them. So it, um, it, it was a wonderful 
community of um, potential business owners, as well as those that are currently there that can that encourage me to really, um, you know, continue on. And so there's some that I'm still in touch with today that really has been successful in their own right. Um, and it's great seeing each, you know, individual uh, continue on their path to success. That's amazing to me because I, I, you know, every week I have a new business idea and I'm telling Stomping Jen, I'm crying to, to her that I'm not a business person. I don't know how to do anything. I can't, you know, I always, I always, Lenny, I always go to Stomping Jen and say, here's this idea. Now you do it for me. Yeah. And she looks at me and she goes, get out of here. Right. I'm busy. I've, I've got stuff to do. I can't do your your business of the week for you. But it's amazing to me that there's a, like a resource in the community that you could go to and like bring this idea and begin to learn like how to think um, more specifically about that and like develop the skills you need to start the business. I think I need this program, Stomping Jen. Well, you can apply for it. <laughs> Yeah, there's so many more. Um, I would say even throughout the pandemic, throughout this pandemic that we're on, I've come across others in the area. And even I was thinking earlier about how March of 2020, from then until maybe um, the end of the summer, where most things were virtual, um, I was able to take advantage of quite a few social media workshops on, you know, marketing your business and being creative or, you know, if you needed, as I mentioned, CPA or bookkeeper, how to find or where those resources are in the community. And many, um, even I took a full, some full shop classes and through the Nikon school and they're all for free because they knew what was happening globally. So, um, Absolutely. There's there's quite a bit of resources and some are really accessible and you don't have to jump through hoops to you know pursue them. Mm. Um, now, tell us a little bit about Upscale Socks and your socks. I'm like, I'm really interested after, you know, I was only half joking in my story today about like, it, it's, it's so strange to me and, and cosmically coincidental that I had this thing happen to my foot right? And I had this nice sock on my foot that was able to soak up all the blood and protect my foot. And it's just weird. It's not the kind of socks that Lenny makes, by the way. I know it's not. but (laughs) He makes socks for people who want to show off their socks, not their bloody socks. (laughs) What I'm saying is I don't think about socks much. And like today, like this thing that happened to me made me think about socks. I knew we were talking to Lenny. I was thinking about socks. It all just seems too weird to me. Subconsciously, like... Maybe. Scratch your foot. So so Lenny, tell us about... um, About socks like tell us about your socks we're really interested in hearing about that yeah um so currently i have um for my primary focus has been for the uh, millennial male um, professional um i have some socks that are more casual but for the the young professional um so they're fun colorful vibrant funky um comical socks that you can wear really for any occasion. Um, And I have socks for children as well, starting at age one. And so I'm hoping to grow that collection a little more. As I mentioned, my focus has been for adults, but um, parents love finding matching socks um, for their child or just colorful, fun socks for their their children in general. So um, it's been great um, just doing this 
organically, but um, I've been amazed on how much traction this has gotten with organizations and businesses that have want to also partner and see what they can do as giveaways or other types of fundraisers and, you know, really seeing such a small component, at least in my eyes, as something that could be um, amplified to share a message on, you know, breast cancer awareness or mental health awareness or AIDS awareness. Um, so there's really no limit to really anything, I guess. Um, but you would normally see that type of, um, I guess, connection when it comes to a T-shirt or a hat or, a, you know, bumper sticker. But people are organizations have seen um, this opportunity as a way to connect with someone that's doing something. And I tell people I didn't invent socks. I didn't, you know, come up with this amazing idea to do anything magical with the socks. It's not necessarily a, a shark tank idea, even though people will say, well, when are you going on shark tank? Um, but I, I don't know if they would eat me alive in the tank because <laughs> I haven't created a technology that makes, you know, the two of you fly, <laughs> you know, with, with, with the socks on. And I couldn't, unfortunately, if I gave you a pair of the socks, at least now there's nothing that would take away the blood stains or anything instantly, but <laughs> uh, maybe in the future, you know, yeah. um, I could think of something that's, that has that ability, but, um, but yeah, that's what it's been. Um, I, I'm, I tell people I, I'm having fun with the, the whole, development of it, I still feel like I'm just scratching the surface, even though there's been some really good things happening with it. And um, I, I enjoy the aspect of giving back to community and how that's really been gratifying for me and um, those that um, are on the receiving end. Yeah, I'm going to ask you about some of those things you're doing to give back to the community. Um, I just like I wanted to learn more about the actual like socks, like what are they made of? And I think that that that's important to me. Like the socks I was wearing today, Stomping Gen, they're a hundred percent. Sorry, they can't be a hundred percent wool with a little bit of spandex in them. They're like mostly wool, they're like hiking socks. Yeah, they're like hiking socks. They're mostly wool with some like spandex built into them so that they're stretchy. But I like. I'm a big wool. I'm you can't have a hundred percent wool, by the way. No, you can't have a. Well, I guess you could. Yeah, you can. yeah. But Lenny, tell, tell us, us about, about your socks. socks. <laughs> what are they? What What are they? How are they like constructed and like what are they made out of? Yeah, yeah. So they're eighty percent comb cotton. Um, so it's really good form of cotton that will wash well and not wear over time. Um, and they're blended with spandex and nylon. I believe nylon is maybe 12%. Um, so that is the current blend, but um, I'm hoping to graduate to merino wool as well as maybe a cashmere blend to offer more um, premium and luxury um, forms of hosiery as well in the future. Yeah, and I love how you were talking earlier about how you're using socks as a way to put out um, messages that are positive to the community. Because I'll tell you, I can't tell you how many, when we were doing more in-person stuff and I was in in-person meetings, I look at people's socks. You do? Yeah, like they're sitting there, right, with their legs kind of bent. And if their pants aren't too long, th your pants come up a little bit and you could see the sock. You getting a sock flash? And I do. I look at people's socks. I You're do a peeping sock. And you know what? I kind of smile either outwardly or inside when I see somebody wearing an interesting sock and not just like a plain black sock or something. I guess those are okay too. 
Like if you're going, maybe if you're going to a job interview or something. But I like seeing an interesting sock stomping, Jen. Why couldn't you wear a fun sock to a job interview? I think you could. You could absolutely. Right, Lenny? You can wear any kind of sock you want. <laughs> I, I would, um, although I would have to think about it uh, depending on what my tie looks like and, you know, pocket square. I don't want to be probably too flashy, but I think it would show that I have personality and may be fun to work with as well. And it's certainly a conversation piece uh, when someone looks down and, as you said, Brad laughs at the socks or, you know, brings up some conversation. I was in the gym locker not long ago and someone noticed my mask um, resembled what my socks looked like. And so that became a conversation. Of course, I gave him my business card. And, and so I can only imagine the other conversations that are being had, hopefully, when people are wearing my socks and they're sharing how they can find them <laughs> and purchase. Yeah, I, I love that. And um, your designs, um, you mentioned, I, I was looking on the website, they are, they're really colorful, they're fun. How do you come up with your designs? your socks do you do the design work yourself do you work with somebody like how does that all work yeah so when i initially launched um upscale socks i hired a graphic designer that did most of my branding for the business and we partnered and he designed quite a bit of the ideas i had in my my mind um and also in the program that I pursued in 2015 um, through Spark, um, there was a graphic design student. And so I want to also partner with him and he designed socks. I've also partnered with Putnam Academy in Springfield where they have graphic design and design and visual shops there. And so we had a sock design contest in those two shops. And so they came up with over hundred designs and I chose my favorite three out of the um, designs and ended up being the same individual that designed them. So oh, no um, kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I design currently most of the designs. Um, there's times where I may be too busy or it's too intricate or I can't get out of my, my mind to, for it to be as I would like for it to be. So that's when I will partner with someone to, you know, take it from there. Um, just, and and then from there, there's quite a bit of iterations that it goes through when you're manufacturing and coming to full, you know, production. Do you use um, like computers in the design process? Do you use like I don't even this is a stupid question. I guess do you use like InDesign or Photoshop? Like is there a like a a sock? Is there a a sock design app or like a clothes designing like software that you you know you can design a sock or does it put a design for a sock in? Is there something like that that you use that exists? Yes. I use illustrator. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I, I, have, I, I have seen others be at the school. They've used Photoshop and even other uh, forms of, if they have to doodle out the design and then translate it to, you know, more of a digital um, format, then, you know, it, depending on what it is, um, then, um, it can be designed in uh, Illustrator app. Yeah. Illustrator's hard. I've never been able to wrap my mind around vector graphics. Like, I know how they work conceptually, but I've never been able to, like, make something in Illustrator. I don't even know the difference. It's a whole thing. It's like, a whole thing. Yeah. Well, like, do you have to be able to, like, three-dimensionalize it, like, for the sock, like, for the proportion of, like, where the foot goes and, like, how it stretches over the skin? 
Yeah, so there's um, a front view, uh, a back and side view. Mm -hmm. So you're designing that in Illustrator or whatever program that you may be using in it. It, so if something does have to wrap around, you have to figure out where exactly that would end. If it's, mm -hmm. uh, let's say, uh, I don't know, a microphone, um, then you have to you know, place it properly so that it can wrap around at a certain point if it's on the back or on the side. And then the manufacturer, um, at this point, we have a, a good rapport where they understand and have a really good handling on how my designs are created or even what templates I use to create them. Do you have like a, where do you get them manufactured? Is it, is it in China that you were mentioning China earlier? That's what I'm asking. Yes, they are. And that, that came from probably 30 or more manufacturers that I contacted globally to mm -hmm. get price points and, you know, see if we were fluent um, if they, we could communicate well together, um, you know, what their minimum order quantities were for the whole production, the, the whole gamut. Mm -hmm. Um, so tried America a few times. Sometimes I'll get an email from a potential customer and they'll ask where they're made and they say, well, um, <laughs> you know, if they're made in America, then I'm in, but I tried and it's just not mm -hmm. feasible. Um, I, I just don't know how it could be if, unless, you know, we're doing $40 socks, yeah. um, air for them to be, um, for me to make a, a decent profit. It may not be that high, but yeah. it would have to be something, yeah. unfortunately. So, um, but they've been wonderful to work with, as I mentioned over the last six years, almost. And, you know, I, I appreciate, um, where I'm at with it now, I mean, in, unless I bump into another one, I know you didn't access, but, you know, unless I find a made in America company, um, will probably be where I'm at for, for a bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Did the, um, did the pandemic, um, that is hopefully starting to get behind us, um, I'm an optimist. Um, did that have a big impact on the upscale sock, um, business? Like production. Yeah. Did that, did that, were there road bumps in there for you because of the pandemic? I would say last summer um, when things, you know, were complicated with, with China and, um, you know, with shipping, we, you know, ours are flown through um, air. So we didn't really face too much, but there were some delays when I had some deadlines with organizations um, so that was really complicated, mm -hmm. and especially when it wasn't really being amplified in the news yet about, you know, the all the issues that were at um, C. Um, but once that came out, I think there was a better understanding of, you know, where we're at and how, unfortunately, things aren't really moving at the border and you know, and we, but I felt like at one point I was checking constantly to see if there was any movement or getting alerts on anything that might be changing. But that was challenging. And I'm hoping, as you said, Brad, that we can see that in, in our distant past. Yeah. That's amazing to me. All the people like Lenny who persevered through that whole situation mm -hmm. and kept things going. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Stomping Jen. I'm just amazed. Yeah, hit the button. Thank you. Whoops. <laughs> Louder. Um, 
Okay, I wanted this is going to be the silliest question that I'm probably going to ask, but I have to ask it. Do you have like a sock philosophy, like when it comes to thinking about? I'm going to design a so I'm designing a sock, and it has to like it has to fall within this certain framework for me. Like I don't know. I'm I thought of it as a sock philosophy. <laughs> Stomping oh, chin. What? I just, like what? I just asked the question so I could say sockalosophy. That's right. Sorry. That's right. <laughs> no. Uh, do you have like a? Is there is there something that drives the design of the sock? The purpose of the sock? Um, I don't know. I just that question popped into my mind. No, it's a good question. I I would say initially I did. Um, I I I think I approached it very um, like corporate in a corporate manner or, you know, Argyle and color block and really clean image, if you will, not saying I'm, mm-hmm. it's no longer that, but I, I think I said, Oh, wow, I'm getting interest from other sectors and, you know, teenagers like them and, you know, older people like them or older, some older people say it's to me colors or people that are in certain settings, they say it's too flashy for them. Um, but for me, I've found that I've had a lot more fun when it comes to, um, how many colors or patterns or, you know, kind of thinking outside the box. And I'm really inspired when, believe it or not, in the shower, um, <laughs> you know, I get a lot of ideas that way. Um, and so when I get those ideas, I say, okay, that's the sock and I got to run with that. Um, and and then, or if I'm driving, I, I see designs. So I went, for instance, to a sunflower field and I said, well, you know, that's a design right yeah. there. <laughs> and that's a, that's a sock. And so I think I find inspiration as many people by who we talk to or interact with, or, you know, what we may, as I mentioned in the shower, what we, what we may dream about. Yeah. Do you, do you have like a intersection between your photography and your design work? Like, do you see like a, a sunflower field and you take pictures and use that as the basis of your design, if that's your inspiration or? I would say yes. Um, since photography is where I've spent quite a bit of my years in adulthood, I, 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 you know, I can go back in time and say, okay, I drove to Pittsfield and I remember seeing like a, a glass building and or architecture and, oh, I can do a brownstone sock that may be um, mimicking something that, you know, was gave me inspiration to shoot them a senior or a model um, at, or um, I would say all of the photography you see on my social media um, or most of the photos are taken by myself. So if I'm, you know, drive with the model and we may see, I don't know, um, a sign somewhere I said, well, that could be, or I'll, I'll just say, um, you might've seen some Griff, uh, what was it? Like paintball splatter. Um, mm-hmm. that was a remix to another one that I've done before. Um, and so that gives me ideas to go to like a, a painting event and have an artist wear the socks and create something graphic, you know, um, mm-hmm. artistically. So, I would say ab- absolutely. Um, even with the the puzzle socks, I like puzzles growing up, um, but 
when they were created, someone said, you know, those are autism colors. And so I kind of knew that, but blue is also my favorite color. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just went with it in that respect as well. And, you know, and people have taken to it and buy them for whatever purpose it may be. Mm -hmm. Where can people buy your socks? I know there's an online shop I was looking at there and I, I, I noticed there's also a few brick and mortar locations too. Yes. So you can find them on Instagram, Facebook as well. Um, as you know, in addition to my website, but they're also found at the visitor center in Springfield, which is 1319 main street. Um, they're at Bumpy's all natural organic foods in Springfield, which is 908 Allen street. Um, they're at Jackson Connor in Northampton at Thorns market, mm-hmm. men's clothing store on the clothing store on the second floor. They're at Amherst books and Amherst. They're at Rome and, um, and, uh, North Adams mass. Oh, wow. Which is, near um mass mocha mm-hmm. they're in raleigh north carolina at a gift shop there um newport new new work rather new jersey mm-hmm. uh, i might be missing a couple but there's about 10 locations how, currently awesome how did you get into the locations outside of massachusetts where we're at i'm really curious about that because i did see that on your website and i thought that was really interesting yeah so they discovered me and <laughs> they reached out sent me an email and asked if they you know can source my socks in their store. Um, and there's still some that are kind of pending too and at the Cape and um in Detroit and, and in Baltimore. And so that's one area that I need to develop more. It's been great online, but um I need help <laughs> to you know bring it all together, make it happen in those respects. Um, um and, and and so that's how it's it's really happened. I know there's other ways where I could you know, reach out to them or they, I could attend a show, which I'm hoping to do soon, but it's been really organic, um, throughout the whole situation. So I'm thankful for that. That's awesome. And I want to, I want to pause to mention to people in our show notes, we're going to have links to the upscale socks website. So you can go there, you can look at the socks, you can buy the socks, you can find the um the physical locations if you'd rather go um in person and you know put your hands on some of them and you know touch them and feel them before you buy them um and we're going to have links to Lenny's um Instagram socials Facebook yep all the things TikTok I saw you were on TikTok, TikTok. yep um so uh, go check Twitter. yep go check out the show notes for all of those links um and go do that go do that please um Okay, so you mentioned before that giving back to the community is really important to you as a an, an entrepreneur and a business person. And one of the things that you do is this um, "Suit Your Souls" campaign. Could you talk to us a little bit about what that is? Yeah. So being in photography for all those years, I wasn't really focused so much on that aspect in the the form of you know, dollars or tangible items, I would usually donate my time um, or join a board in that, in in those respects. But 
I want to be more intentional with upscale socks. So um, I've been fortunate to partner with the Springfield Public Schools with donating socks to about six elementary schools back in 2017, I believe. And then that snowballed into um, um, Educare Springfield in 2020 and 2019 Square One mm-hmm. and uh, Friends of the Homeless in 2021. And so currently we have also, in addition to the sock donations, we're currently uh, donating um, well, we have a scholarship for students at Central High School to apply for that are graduating seniors. Um, we have a, a sock that has an eagle and the image of um, Central High School. And individuals that are current alum or parents of current students or just friends of Central High School are purchasing the socks for $15. And um the proceeds will go towards the scholarship that will be awarded at class day and the application will be available in the guidance office starting in April for them to apply for. And so um, it's been really humbling. Someone reached out to me yesterday and just wants to make a donation towards the scholarship and not even buy any socks. And so um, I don't know who the individual is, but I'm really appreciative of them having interest or might have seen the video that we created with some current and former students that um, play basketball at the school. And so the idea is to choose the high school each year and do the same thing and just keep it going as long as possible. That That is a beautiful thing. Thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's you. so many business people uh, don't do this type of thing, right? And you certainly don't have to as a business person. I mean, why is philanthropy and in giving back so important to you personally? Yeah. It's so gratifying seeing um, the smiles on the children's faces. And um, even when I donated back in December, right before Christmas to friends, the homeless, and we had the press there and just, um, some of the residents at um, the homes on Worthington Street, how excited they were and genuinely um, appreciative of receiving the socks and how they were, you know, um, supportive of me, even with saying, you know, it's great that you're doing that. And they want to know more about who I was and what I was doing. And so I feel like we can all in our own way make an impact, be it volunteering on Thanksgiving and, you know, passing out meals to those that may be in need or, you know, if you do have the funds to do something um, impactful in that respect, then that's great. But um, yeah, I think even for me, when I was in high school, going back to um, what I was able to do back then, I was part of the key club where we were, you know, we would do certain projects throughout the year. And I think that probably planned to see back, you know, 20 plus years ago when I was able to participate in those, in that aspect. Um, And it just, um, has always been there and hopefully, um, it'll, it'll just continue to grow. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. (laughs) No, I always, you know, there's something, um, this is incredibly selfish, but I always feel good when I do something nice for somebody else. That shouldn't be the reason why you do it, but I'm just saying, Anyways. Let's make it all about you. <laughs> Sorry. You know I have a particular talent for that snobby yes. Um Lenny, what's been what's been challenging um in the sock and clothing industry? You know, as somebody who's, you know, gone into this 
me do the math. Um, seven years ago, like what's been a challenge? Yeah, initially it was getting people uh, when I would reach out to individuals who I thought would help <laughs> getting them to um, follow through and follow up on it. Um, it was like a big secret, to be honest, um, for what I was requesting. You know, well, I know nothing about industry, but can you give me some type of direction and support? But it was going nowhere. And so I had to, as I mentioned, do a lot of Googling and and try to figure out the process on my own. So I really can't say anyone really held my hand throughout, not saying I needed that, but once again, never worked in the retail industry before. So I had no insight or know-how on anything. <laughs> I just kind of threw myself out there and believed in what I dreamt about. Um, I would give kudos to um, someone, Tara Brewster, who was really helpful to me um, with helping with um, perspective, I would say, and maybe thinking differently when it came to the, the, the industry, she formerly owned Jackson Connor with her um, business partner at the time she sold it to a current partner there and, or owner rather. And so she was, and still is helpful. If I would like to ask her questions, she's there. Um, and she has quite a bit of knowledge on, you know, stores that she's bought from or partnered with in the past and, you know, gone to shows. And so some things I, I was reluctant to pursue at the time, and I may still haven't even pursued it yet because I feel like things move so quick and I'm going at the pace I can handle. And I tell people also, I don't want to just work. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like life can just be spent working our life away or our whole weekend or our, our whole weekend. We have 24, 48 hours just enjoying then the we're back to work. Right. Um, so I, you know, I'm at, I try to go at a pace so I can enjoy the whole journey. So it's not feeling like it's work. And, you know, before, um, enjoy, we, I joined this interview, I was processing orders, but I'm enjoying that process. I'm not overwhelmed with 75 orders today and then 125 tomorrow. And, you know, so it's at a manageable point where, I can get them out and they're picked up and I'm not like, oh man, I, and I got to respond to these emails and I have to send my designs off to the manufacturer and I have to, you know, and that, that is what it could get to at one point, but I want to slowly get there where it's not overwhelming. So, um, but when I initially started, I knew none of that. And so I just had to really, um, go slow with you know designs and i didn't know what the manufacturer required for you know their minimum and if i could even afford it and that goes back to that i bootstrapped the whole process i never pursued any outside resources because i didn't know where it was going to go and i really didn't want to have to own one and so yeah. that's where it's where it's been I, and I, but i would even though that to some may sound challenging what i shared it's been not daunting. I think part of it is because I've been in business already. So I've seen that level of stress and I've been able to navigate through it and not, and I'm, I've been, I've invested quite a bit in my businesses already. So it wasn't like, man, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, I really believed in it as well, I think. Um, and that's why I usually encourage or share with other aspiring business owners 
try to be all in, you know, it's easy to take breaks for weeks or days. And then you like on social media, uh, Hey, I'm back. It's been a while. Right. <laughs> it's okay to take breaks, but it's also important to be consistent mm-hmm. at whatever you're doing. So when I went in the business, I said, I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to um, not be a slave to the business. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to burn out. So going in with those mind, with that mindset, I just knew that I had to have fun. And there's certain things I had to say no to throughout the process. And I knew that um, I did not know, I'll say this, I did not know that I was going to get this much, I guess, interest from the community, be it local community or this souls that um, find it to be that interesting. Yeah. I just want to sell socks. <laughs> I didn't know that, that much, that, that much um, support in that respect. And it's, it's been really gratifying and humbling. Yeah. You said something that is really sticking with me and that's, you can be all in and committed and have a work-life balance and take care of yourself and, you know, and not not kill yourself. Like, like it's okay to say no and not yeah. have to feel desperate to say yes to Yeah, like and, and you know, the the pace of that the pace of the 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 thing developing might be a little bit slower, but that doesn't mean you're not all in and part of being all in too means, you know, taking care of yourself so you can be there down the road too to enjoy the success. Like I that's a really important message I think, stomping Jen. Mm. And I summarized it beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> You did. And that's my thing because, you know, doing photography as well and just, and and I I didn't share this, but when I get a chance, I substitute teach as well in the public schools and public high schools. Um, and, And I do get compensated for that, but I feel like I'm doing it partially because I'm giving back in a sense. Not that I was a bad high school student or none of that, but statistically, there aren't many male black male teachers so if i can go into the school setting and uh, be that i guess image that they may need to see or that you know person that they can look to for a source of advice or conversation then you know i've been enjoying that i've been doing that since i was 19 so it's always kind of been there as well um, whenever i get chance and i can pick it up and put it down when i'm unavailable as well so Mm -hmm. there's really no strings attached Um, when the day is over the assignment's over (laughs) so i'm not a contractor to be there on a long-term basis but it's been um, wonderful um, in that respect too. Um, I, I not to change the subject totally, but um, it's morphed into so many opportunities um, because of that um, in the business arena. And I just ended a ten-week um, workshop teaching business to Springfield International Charter School, and so that's something they're not learning in their school. But I was able to share with them at that young age at. 14, 13, they can start a business because here's some examples of those that have that have been on Shark Tank or who actually goes to your school and is doing the same thing or doing something that you can also do. And I often tell them, I didn't invent socks. You know, they didn't create the shea butter cream that they're selling or the lip balm or the you know, they're, they're making, they're doing nails. They didn't, we didn't create these things, but we created a lane and we've made it our own and, uh, or a niche. And so I think driving home, there's enough room for all of us to play and get play at it or 
me as a photographer when I started in 04, it wasn't as amplified as it is now, I think because of social media. Um, yeah. And so I can't really think of many that were at my age, 19, doing photography. Um, and then it morphed into doing corporate. And, and but now it's much more saturated, maybe it's a word, but that's OK, too, because there's enough to go around, I feel um, mm-hmm. business and opportunities. And if you create something that is that you're focused on, then you can fly with it and also be full time. Yeah. And I love that you're spreading that message to those young minds, right? Those it's like putting a seed like in the in the <laughs> ground, right? And who knows what that's gonna sprout. You know, like that that's awesome. I love that. Um thank you, Stomping Jen. I I <laughs> love you. that you're riding that board tonight. Uh, thank you. Uh-huh. I appreciate it. Um Somebody true. you it. never know who's I'm sorry. I was just going to say, you just never know who's listening. I I ran into a student that I had um, probably eight years ago. And he said, yeah, I remember you, you're the, you started the sock business. I remember you sharing with me. You didn't want to be a slave to business when you started. And I said, wow, I, thanks for remembering. I didn't know that that would drive home. You would remember that. You just never know what seeds, as you said, are being planted and how I was really intentional about that because I really want to enjoy, I don't want my thirties to go by or the, you know, when I was in my twenties, all those years to fly by and like, wow, I worked my whole decade away or, and I didn't really take vacations or I was burnt out and stressed out, but I was, I was building this great empire, you know, yeah, which is yeah. also great, but I feel like life is worth living and, and not to sound, um, morbid but my sister passed away unexpectedly four years ago um at the age i am now 38 so you know i'm i'm really and even before that i've been really intentional about just enjoying life and 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 in the journey that that life will take you um it's easy to have these dreams and ideas and aspirations and i have a long list of tasks that i want to fulfill and see come to fruition um and hopefully they will they may take 10 years um but i think it's important that um i enjoy the journey (laughs) and to get there yeah um did anything surprise you kind of in a good way as you got into this and things started developing it could be something about yourself it could be something about the industry like how surprises uh i would say nothing drastically um is so far at least um I haven't been to any industry events per se. So I haven't gone to like a accessory trade show where it may be more competitive in that respect, like where maybe dog eat dog and they're, you know, fighting for uh, opportunities to, to talk to store owners or, you know, things of that nature. It's been really, I think because I control, I've been able to control a lot of how things are going and navigating through. And, um, but if, if I get to that level where I am attending those more often then maybe it will be, but I think even still, I'll make sure that it's a, a great experience, even more so, um, that the good will outweigh, outweigh any uncertain or bad. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about, um, 
your Instagram and some of the the posting you do there and your your photo business. And I noticed um, a lot of your pictures, um, you know, have your models in and around um, Springfield or areas of Western Mass. So I wanted to ask you, you know, is that an important focus for you is like showcasing your product in your community and, you know, in the, in the Valley more broadly. And is that, is that an intentional kind of strategy for you? Like rather than, you know, taking your socks out to, um, you know, Worcester or taking them up to New Hampshire or whatever, like, you know, is your, is your, is representing your, your product in your community an intentional and important thing for you as a business owner? I would say it is. And I see a lot of beauty here in, in Western Mass and um, art everywhere as well and spaces that can be um, really well captured. So for me, it's been so easy to make that happen. Um, and I want to start here and then blossom off to other places that where I may um, travel. But um, it's certainly much more um, easy to photograph someone that may be based here and then we just meet up in Hartford or Holyoke or downtown Springfield. And when things are newly installed, then I see that as a great opportunity to document that. And um, and then even some of the locations where there may be a store or a, a restaurant, people have said, oh, I saw your posts and, you know, I end up going there. Yeah. So in that respect, it ends up being influential where people take advantage of a new space or a class. Even I, I partnered with a local gym and someone who I know from the gym said they started taking kickboxing class there because I, they saw my posts and I wasn't offering a discount or anything, but just that small piece where I came with a pure intent, they saw it as, wow, okay, I want to change up my, my, my routine here and I'm going to take this kickboxing class. So um, I thought that was pretty nice to hear and just other people that have shared um, what they've seen. So in that respect, yeah, um, those collaborations and partnerships have certainly yielded some great um, community, I guess, um, collateral. Yeah, that's awesome. Is it hard to get good photographs of or videos of socks? Like, is that like as a photographer, is that challenging? Uh, I would say no. It's been fun to um, focus on that and just kind of like a lifestyle of what's being portrayed in the image. So if if it's someone, for instance, that graduated college and they're dressed in cap and gown and, you know, I'm sharing their story of how they've gone through medical school, whatever their journey was, um, you know, I start from a certain vantage point and then it'll, you know, at certain angles, it may be like a full view or um, capturing what's in the background and there in the foreground. So usually not. It's been, but I found myself when I'm doing senior photos. Oh yeah, you're not doing, you're not photographing a, a sock model. This is for their own <laughs> yeah. personal use. So it's been, you know, since I do so much content creating um, in, in recent years, um, that's where at times has been mentally. How do you find how do you find models? Do, like, are there, this is, this might be the stupidest question. Is there a sock like modeling agency? Are they people like, you know, <laughs> like, are they just people in your life that you happen to know or friends, family? Like, how does that work? 
Yeah, most people you see, I do not know. I've um, maybe come across your social media page and I'll drop them a message. Um, some I might see out at an event and it may be awkward and it's still awkward to me at times to ask, um, Hey, are you interested in being a stock model? <laughs> but oftentimes people are yeah. like, wow, really? Are you, are you serious? Um, I never thought about it. And, but some have modeled professionally or uh, on an amateur level. So they have some experience, which is pretty cool. Um, some have talents that they may not be necessarily a model you know the image of what you would say a model is but they have a great talent um and or uh, they have an interesting story or it's a really um appropriate partnership so that's where it's been in recent years over the last maybe two or three years where i've broadened my net and just um put myself out there to ask <laughs> yeah and sometimes i'm so shy about it i'm like i don't want to embarrass myself or you know i don't know if this is the right time i don't want to bother them and but um you know i i i hope i come across as professional i give my card and and or you know i share my social media links if it's on if it's through social media where i'm reaching out to them oftentimes it's a yes though yeah it's the same for finding podcast guests yeah. <laughs> it's just like there's this weird moment where you're you have to approach a person like you, you've never met before, and be like, "Hey, um, you want to be on a podcast? We're gonna talk to you, <laughs> right?" And they're like, "Who are you? And like, why? You know?" So, mm-hmm. yeah, I can totally relate to that. Ah, yeah. I see if you that. have strategies, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I see, I see the, I see the synergistic connections between the advertising for your sock business and Underwood photo, which is your photography business. Um, yes. what else do you want to tell us about your photography business? Um, cause that, that is, that is interesting to me too. You do, um, all sorts of different types of photography, right? Event photography, like portraits, that sort of stuff. Just tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Yeah. Primarily event photography is what I do. Um, I, I think that's how it's been because when I initially started doing photography, um, I would, as I mentioned, I would see flyers on campus or I would hear radio announcements and reach out if they're having a, a milestone birthday party or, a, you know, some weddings. My first wedding was November. It was Thanksgiving weekend, 2004. And so from there I said, okay, it's on, I'm, I'm taking this all the way. So in 05, I think I had eight weddings. My mom's wedding was one of them. And so it's been mostly events, but I'm actually in my studio at my house. Um, and I have a, you know, where people come and do photo shoots, um, headshots and, um, I also have a photo booth and a 360 booth as well. If, you know, people are, you know, proms or, uh, weddings are being had and they were interested in that as well and provide slideshows for celebrations of life or uh, be it a funeral or be it, um, a birthday party. Um, so there's quite a bit beyond just a standard still photography. I'm not really a videographer. I do get asked to do that at times, but I feel like that's an art form in 
in itself and something I don't necessarily enjoy that much, but um, I partnered with quite a few videographers and my goal for this year was to add more reels and TikTok videos to my social media platform for upscale socks. So that's why I've been doing um, in recent uh, weeks. Yeah. Event photography is hard in my opinion, because you've got to kind of be there, but also not be there, right? You've got to be in the background you know, looking for the, the the interesting thing to take a picture of and moving around like video, right? But like not be seen too. Like you don't want to you don't want to interfere. You don't want to interfere with what's happening, right? right? That that has to be challenging. Yeah, kind of like inconspicuous. Yeah, I I um it it is, but I really enjoy it um it really jazzes up my weekend or weekdays um i tell people i think i you know when people ask me are you bored or are you you know what do you do in the weekend well i usually have a whole weekend of things happening um um, and then during the week, there's a lot of like not nonprofit or corporate events that are happening in the virtual space. Not so much, but people are still are or organizations are starting to have those types of events throughout the, the week now, which is mm-hmm. really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's all I really I wouldn't say all I know, but it's what I know mostly. And it's kind of been my mainstay when it came when it comes to photography that and of course well i guess that'll be event photography the weddings um which has been quite tricky over the last couple years um in 2020 there were so many um postponed weddings or elopements and then we're going to have a celebration later which i don't know if that's the case for many other photographers but for me they did not happen they just eloped or had their small intimate wedding of 10 people and then that was it or maybe they had a honeymoon um off somewhere and invite more people but um 2021 was more stable and we're hoping that 2022 is really good Mm. uh, since the limits of capacity is lifted yeah hopefully um i have to ask this uh, when you photographed your mom's wedding were you there like full professional mode and like all right I'm doing this like I'm doing this like I would any other client. And was that was that hard? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went all the way in. I mean, I I was there from, you know, the, the behind the scenes makeup sessions and then you know, with the groomsmen and the groom and the best men, all of that even when they were, you know, doing other things like smoking cigars and just making sure that she had, and my, my stepfather had all of what they're looking for, hope for, you know, she, they shared some of the things they wanted, but still I want to make sure that I, I did my best. And, um, I did have a good time at the reception though, but I covered my bases. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. still, that was year two officially. So I was still, you know, warming up to the whole profession, but, um, definitely uh felt confident had they, for what i was doing had they ever seen you work before like in in that context and was that interesting for them and like did they give you any feedback like wow I, like this so this is what you're doing for a living this is really interesting like i'm just kind of curious if that like came up at all i don't think they've seen me beforehand in that 
respect. Um, they would hear about my assignments and, you know, some of the things I was doing out in the community, but never uh, firsthand until I started until that day. And then when I started hiring my mom or my sister to help me for a prom or a semi formal event um, where I needed, you know, support on my photo booth or I'm doing instant prints and needed someone to stuff, you know, envelopes or frames. So seeing that whole enterprise, even more so than like that type of wedding setting where it's, that's more intense. <laughs> You're yeah. like, wow, um, this is a long day, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. the wedding is certainly a long day as well. But when they, when they're more involved on, on that end, they, you know, they really get a sense of what it takes to, to load up the vehicle, to set up, to, you know, break it all down and then put it back in your, you know, where it came from. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, the level of respect was um, definitely given. Yeah. I just, I love seeing people who I only know socially like work, like for the first time. It's like so interesting to me because they're different people. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I don't know. True. Like there, there are friends I've had who, you know, they're just like my friends I play video games with or like, you know, like fuck around with. And like then to have to see them put on this completely different persona and like, do something like else like serious and for work is just interesting to me mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. it's anyways that's why i asked the question i just yeah yeah and and then and going back to those years even dealing with stressful clients or you know times where things didn't always pan out um that that going back to what i was sharing earlier i think prepared me for upscale socks and how at times where you said challenging moments, there probably were, but I really take things in stride. I can't even, I don't let it get to me. So it's probably could have been really stressful, but I'm like, oh, well, well, that's, I guess it's not working. (laughs) It's not meant to be, or okay, I'll just move on from there. Or, oh, I'll attack that next week. Or, you know, I have to know how to manage it all, how to manage the stressful moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's gonna come on Macri. Last photography question. Um, it did. It's. Uh, do you still use film at all, or do you do everything digitally? It's all digital. So when I I actually taught photography in 0405 in Holyoke, and so we did um, dark room black and white photography there, and um, digital as well. It wasn't as obviously sophisticated as it is now, but it was a really good introduction for the students, and that's how we create our yearbook and um, like video slides for the graduation. Um, but yeah, there's the supplies are still available locally and I'm sure through other sources, but it's, it's all digital, which has been great. And customers and clients say, expect that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, as I'm working with um, UMass this week, they, that's what they need. And we're not, there's no contact after we're done. Really. I sent everything to them through a link and that's it. And then no they, more CD mostly. And, yeah. And they probably have a bunch of people. They take the files and they do whatever they need to do with them. Yeah. Right. Cool. Um, yeah. We talked at the beginning of our conversation a little bit about your um, fitness and personal training work. Um, 
I just, so I want to yeah. see if there's anything else you wanted to talk about. Is that something you're, you're still doing? Like, do you take on, um, clients for personal training and how can people, how can people connect with you around that? Yeah. Right now is more of a hobby because of my, my time and yeah. level of involvement already, but um, there's still some knowledge that I, I do personal training. So people will reach out to me at times and, you know, we'll do some consultations and, um, I, and unfortunately, well, it's, I guess it's a good trait to have, but I feel like I, I try to save and help everybody. I, I just <laughs> want to save the world, you know, by supplying them with socks and, you know, full graphing their event and providing good photography and, getting everyone in shape and being at their best. (laughs) But I had to learn to say no. And I have, but, um, you know, at times I'm like, man, I hope I didn't disappoint them or let them down by saying I'm unavailable right now, Mm -hmm. you know, but I think people respect that when, when you do that. Um, but I just don't want them to say, I hope they, I just don't want them to never reach out to me ever again, if they need me (laughs) for something. So, um, I do, um, not, I haven't done it since last summer uh, when it comes to personal training. Um, but I'm happy to give advice, you know, conversation to be had or share other resources out, that are out there in the community that they can look into. I find myself in the gym quite a bit, a lot of, and I'm not showing off, I promise, but if I'm doing, I do mostly Cal six in the gym. So there's a lot of young guys and they'll see me do a muscle up and they always run up to me. I, can you train me to <laughs> how to do a muscle up? What's a muscle um, up? What, yeah. what is that? What does that look like? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So it's when you go actually, when you're doing, you're in the position of doing a wide grip um, pull up, but you're okay. going above the bar. So you're bringing your body above. Um, and so, you know, I do those pretty much each time when I'm in the gym and there's quite a bit that you have to do to get there from a technical standpoint, but that's one of the big things um, that people like, um, at least in that setting. And then just other like smaller forms of, you know, trying to get um, certain definitions, certain areas of their body, but um, and that's, that is a little easier. Yeah. I need to do one of those. A muscle up? Yeah. Yeah. I want to see that. <laughs> I'll kill myself. I think I need your help, Lenny. Um, yeah, I got you. <laughs> no, you're helping me by talking to me. So thank you. <laughs> um, um, how do you, how do you know when it's time to like shift focus or change direction? Do you have like a, is it a gut thing? Is it, do you sit down and do you look at the numbers? Like, what is it? How do you make that? How do you make that decision? Usually the calendar, I would say, um, helps me. So I was saying (laughs) this past week when we had snow, um, I said, should I do something associated with the weather or should I just think spring? (laughs) And so I said, I'm done with winter. I'm trying to move forward with, you know, um, designs when it comes to spring and summer and even what fall may look like on some levels. Um, but sometimes I do get stuck in seasons or there's people that I'm working with that, um, are focused on certain things that cause me to be there. Or sometimes I'm behind on, let's say, uh, uh, sharing information about holiday, uh, Christmas season. Um, so it kind of depends on how busy I get on, on some levels, but, um, 
But when you're working with other individuals, be it someone that's filming and you're waiting on the video to be created and sent to you, then that may be um, unfortunate where you have to continue to work on that that area of, of focus and you may be behind or in your head where you want, where you want to present that information sooner. So it kind of depends, but it's like, it's usually a calendar. Um, I'm huge on being a task master, I guess, and fulfilling things and staying on task when it comes to things. Can't believe it's, you know, we we're at this point now. Um, yeah. the year we're rec- we're recording forward. this at the end of February, right? Stomping it's Jen? basically March. It's going to be March soon. Yeah. If I'm my understanding of the calendar is then correct, it's going to be summer. Then it'll be summer. Then it'll be fall. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so Lenny, we've we've covered a lot here. We've we've talked about upscale socks. We've talked about Underwood Photo. We've talked about your interest in um, fitness and personal training. Was there anything else you wanted to talk to us about before we shift into our last couple of questions? Not really. I I feel the same way. It's been, you know, very enriching and hopefully inspiring for someone that's listening to literally live your dreams and to to think outside the box and be creative and enjoy life um, and, um, you know, take on the adventure as well. And that's one thing I, I guess I can add to is, you know, just be a risk taker on some levels, maybe cautiously, but take some risk and uh, put yourself out there when it comes to certain things. Um, I don't know if you're going to ask, but um, my friend and I, my friend that was on, um, who I shared my dream with, we were on Wheel of Fortune together and we would what? often do certain things. Um, we live locally, you know, be a skydiving or he was my running partner when um, when I started doing long distance running. And so and he was my workout partner at times. So it's good to have someone that, you know, encouraged you to, you know, take it to a certain fitness level or vice versa um, or just someone to you know chill with. Um, so that that was certainly, you know, being able to experience those those things together um, was great. What was it like being on Wheel of Fortune? I must yeah. know about this. Wheel of Fortune. It was great because they prepare you very well, I would <laughs> say. But do they send you like a bunch of stuff ahead of time? Like and do you have where do you go do to you film apply? where yeah. do you go to film the show? Is it in LA? It is. Yeah. yeah. So you first apply yeah. um to be on. You say, Hey, I'm Brad, you know, I'm this amazing podcast. Go on. All all true. Go on, please. (laughs) I, you know, I, I, I hike multiple miles a week, and you know, I, I'm amazing. I have an amazing voice, and um, I have really cool tattoos. Whatever you want to say, and so from there, they, um, if they're interested, they'll invite you to an audition, usually based on where you live. So he and I auditioned in New York as individuals and as friends. So they basically make that decision based on what they're, you know, um, how well we do together, you know, with answering questions and introduce ourselves. Um, we're, we're doing written puzzles while we're there. They're watching our body language to see how well we can perform under pressure. Um, it's a three hour, about three hour session. You're there. They're, they're 
auditioning people all day. Um, I think we were around maybe six o'clock that day or maybe three o'clock. Um, and so this was in 2015 when we auditioned and then we, we got, if you receive a letter two weeks later, that means you're in the queue to be filmed eventually, but they let you know two weeks prior to going on your, for your filming. So we knew it was going to happen at some point because we got a letter in the mail. Um, but is it going to be in a month? Is it going to be in a year? So it ended up being almost three years later. Oh, my wow. God. Until 2018. Wow. So, but when we were there filming, and they're filming um, in one day six episodes. So we, we get to Culver City, um, L.A., which is where Sony Productions is. And um, those big enterprise where they're doing um, music production, Jeopardy studios, where we uh, practice our pitch, our introductions and gone over all the legal information and uh, seeing how, you know, how to clap properly and we're doing makeup and hair and the whole gamut. Uh, we don't start filming until noon. Um, and then that's when we meet Pat and Vanna and they're telling us we're going to do great. And then the audience comes at um, around that time. And then, but everything's really fair, as I mentioned, and really um, on the up and up. So they send you a package in the mail ahead of time with all the categories and possible puzzle titles and um, what's how to dress, what not to wear, what time to ride, where to stay. We had a snowstorm here when I was leaving in March of 2018. Um, so they're calling, hey, are you able to still come because the weather's funny there? But my flight was delayed, but I got there in time um, because they have alternates that live in that area and like San Diego and L.A. area that are also there um, doing the same thing in case we don't show up or we get nervous or and can't perform. Right. Um, but flying back, I had someone's surprise 50th birthday to do. So I was like, I cannot be late getting back to Massachusetts. (laughs) My flight can't be delayed. I mean, I can't have jet lag. All those things have to be like perfect. And I had dodgeball tournament in the morning, but that ended up being canceled. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, but it all worked out perfect. I just knew that was meant to be because um, we in, we ended up winning the show. I don't oh, know. you did? Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we won our episode. Um, we won a trip to Guatemala, but we I ended up going to um, Panama with another friend of mine. And he went to Costa Rica with his mom. Um, and we won, you know, money as well to go along with it. So it was it's super fun. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Who thank knew? You. I had so, no idea that it was it. so involved. Yeah. So much. When you're doing the auditions, yeah. do they have cameras and are they filming you? And like, do you think you're, here's a dumb question. Do you think you're, ex- do you think you're experience with cameras and like being and filming other people and like did that take the pressure off you a little bit like in terms of your nerves like like it was no big deal like because you're on the other side of the camera and you're used to kind of like used to that stuff i've been more used to being behind the camera up until the last 
um, maybe at this point, six years where I'm doing much more interviewing. But at that point, I was only maybe a year and a half in with okay. upscale socks. So I was still nervous, but I practiced my pitch and I was mentally prepared. I would say I wasn't like, and, and then I think also what's helped me with opportunities, uh, whatever they may have been is being in the classroom setting where I'm doing, um, where I'm sharing a lesson with students, mm-hmm. um, in high schools or, you know, sharing, um, about business when I'm, you know, doing my workshops. So in that respect, it has been helpful. Um, it obviously is pre-recorded, but there's an audience there. And yes, you're saying, well, there's millions of people that will be watching this and um, all of those mental thoughts that go through your mind. But what helped me also that day, Brad, is seeing all of the episodes being filmed, because unfortunately and fortunately, the unfortunate part was we had to stay until 6.30 p.m. because we were the last episode because he my friend pulled six as opposed to one or two right where we could have left at maybe one o'clock but um but the you know so that was the 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 con of you know being tired and but you're also yeah you're also there you're getting to hang around and you get to like settle your nerves a bit um like one of the things i do when i do a public speaking thing i get there early I walk around the room, I meet as many people as possible, I say hello, introduce myself, tell them what I'm doing there, just to like, so then I get to look out and see a few faces, like, you know what I mean? Like, I get myself comfortable with the environment. I learned that by reading a book, Stomping Jen. That's great. On public speaking. Um, Lenny, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank you for sharing (laughs) that story. That's amazing. I've never met um, a game show winner before. Right. Hopefully, you'll win one day. Hmm. I I can't you be Jeopardy. Like puzzles. Oh, I hate puzzles. I'm horrible <laughs> at them. Uh, maybe Big Brother. I like that show. I might be able to win that because okay. I'm a sneak and I like to um. What else? Stomping Jen. Yes. I like to um manipulate people. That's not true. <laughs> I'm a people person. That's right. Let's go with that. All right. I'm a people. Person. All right, Lenny. Um. Okay, when you're not working on upscale socks, when you're not um, working on Underwood Photo, when you're not in the gym, what do you like to do for yourself? Um, just to, to get back to Lenny and, you know, decompress, connect with yourself. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I find going to gym therapy, to be honest. Um, okay. I really enjoy it. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with it. Um, I love the results and... But my workouts are not that easy, so I don't necessarily enjoy it always. But I um, I would say that's, you know, being in the sauna and taking a nice, cool shower afterwards is is awesome. And I I enjoy, you know, really nice music as well. I love jazz. Um, I, I, I like, um, you know, old school soul music and hip hop as well. But um, I would say that's a really good way for me to um, even paint. So I have some, I had some renovations done to my house recently. So I'm looking forward to getting some therapy in with painting my, my, my front and side door, a certain color. And uh, you know, that that's relaxing for me as well. Um, 
Yeah, just small things. Um, getting extra sleep means a lot to me as well. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, catching up on some reading. Um, you know, I, I like going to church. So, you, you know, even that, you know, I have some really good friends there as well. Um, so just small things make me happy, I would say. Cool. I'm not that complicated. And cool. I, I think I'm enjoying the journey that I'm on and keeping my stress level manageable. <laughs> cool. Thanks. All right. Last question. Um, and I always feel like I have to explain this question. You don't have to. Just ask the question. All right. I'm just going to ask it. Um, what have you experienced um, that you can't explain? So just something that something from your life that's still, you know, you, you think about it and you're like, hmm, that one's still a mystery to me. Yeah. Interesting. Something I've experienced that I have I cannot explain. Sometimes people just say, you know what, I'm not answering that. <laughs> All of life is a mystery to me. So mm. uh, it's maybe some of the connections that I've made and how people have a, a best interest in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess that's explainable um, at, uh, to some at least, but to me, I'm like still re- really humbled, even by opportunities that I've been given um, or the people that I've met and how just things seem to be really magical um, where, um, you know, I'm I'm able to align with certain people so easily at times or wow, they responded, <laughs> you know, and, and, and you didn't really see that happening. So maybe things like that is maybe hard to explain um, um, yeah. or fathom, but um, I just have to know that oftentimes on the other end, they're also human and um, they have a maybe an interest in what I'm doing. And yeah, but sometimes, so yeah, mm-hmm. but sometimes the right people are in the right place and, and they shouldn't be right. Like that's a, that is a mystery sometimes. For me, anyways, that's been something. You're a mystery. Why, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment, Stomping Jen. Um, no, thanks for the answer, Lenny. That was that was great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, you are. Okay, uh, Lenny, we've come to the end here. I can't explain um, it. What can't you explain? How we got to the end. I can. <laughs> we a- we asked. Come on, I'm trying to make a joke. <laughs> Leave the jokes to me, Stomping Jen. Um, no, Lenny, uh, thank you so much. It w- it really was um, an absolute pleasure talking to you and hearing hearing your journey and hearing your thoughts. And yeah, um, I really enjoyed the conversation. So thank you so much. Yeah, likewise. I really appreciate the invitation and for um, being in this space with you. Yeah, um, and someday. In the, in the future, space. we're gonna. Ha- I'm, I would love to do these in person with people because I think you connect so much better with people in person. But that's that's a day. that's a goal to work towards. Um, yep. Listeners, yes. listeners, I have a few things to say to you, right, Stomping Jen? Oh there's some things we always must very say. Well, listen, there's some things we need people to do. Number one, go to the show notes, okay, and yep. uh, find the links to um, Lenny Underwood's. Um, different endeavors here okay so there's upscale socks we need you to check that out please okay um buy some socks um 
There's also the um, there's also the donation program that's going on through there. So um, you can buy you can buy socks and have some donated. Okay, um, if you just want to donate cash to to some of these um, phil- philanthropic endeavors that Upscale Socks is involved with, you can do that too. Okay, um, but anyways, go go check out um, Lenny's website, Upscale Socks, um, Underwood Photo. If you're looking to get some pictures taken, right? Mm-hmm. You've got a wedding coming up. Um, yep. Special a special event. A graduation, right? We're get we're coming up on graduation season, right? Um, check out Lenny's website, Underwood Photo. Again, the link will be in the show notes. You can find it there, okay? Um, what else do we need to tell people, Stomping Jen? We love you. Well, that Thanks comes for at the, listening. That comes at the Share, end. We, we need to we need download. To, we need to threaten people a, a little more first. We need to do some There's more threatening. No threatening. All right, we need to do we some stern ask, some stern asking first. Um, what are we asking? So, for? if you're listening to this for the first time, right? Um, because you know, because through our advertising, you knew that Lenny was going to be on, right? Subscribe to our podcast. Okay, you found it. Um, chances are, you did that through an app, right? So subscribe. Okay, download our episodes. There's a lot more good content coming. Oh yes. Lots of stuff always in the queue, content. right? It's always coming. So always coming. Um, subscribe, download our episodes, um, shoot us a message, right? Leave us a comment on social media. Do all of that fun stuff. Yep. Okay. Um, all the stuff. That's it. That's right. Is that it? We're done? Pretty much. Okay. Um, exhausted. All right. Um, Lenny, we'll just ask you to say goodbye to folks, and then we'll say our goodbyes, and then we're going to close it out. <laughs> Yes, listeners, um, I hope you were intrigued by what was shared and um, hope to possibly meet you or hear from you in the future. Feel free to drop us a message if you'd like to connect. Uh, We're on Twitter now as of January. Um, We're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok, and um, LinkedIn, actually, as well, um, Mm -hmm. my personal LinkedIn. So. feel free to reach out. All right. And I'm going to add those links to the show notes too. Thanks, Lenny. Um, Again, it was a real pleasure. Um, Stomping Jen. Bye now. All right, listeners. uh, You know, you know the deal. Um, Thanks for listening. Um, We do love you, right? Mm -hmm. Some love. I'm sharing some love. Mm -hmm. I feel it today. Mm -hmm. So I want to share that. We love you. And um, well, there's nothing else to say, but. Bye now. Bye now. This world of ours, ever growing smaller, must avoid becoming a community of dreadful fear and hate. Those who have freedom will understand also its heavy responsibility. That all who are insensitive to the needs of others will learn charity. And that the sources, scourges of poverty, disease, and ignorance will be made disappear from the earth. And that in the goodness of time, All peoples will come to live together in a peace guaranteed by the binding force of mutual respect and love. I shall never cease to do what little I can to help the world advance along that road. 